The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk a little SEO strategy. Joining us is Jeff Coyle, who's the co-founder and chief strategy officer at MarketMuse, which is an AI platform that transforms how you research, plan, and create your content. The MarketMuse platform uses AI to accelerate content planning, creation, and optimization by identifying content quality issues on your site and building blueprints that show how to write to cover a topic comprehensively. So far this week, Jeff and I have talked about SEO content strategy. And also yesterday, we continued the conversation talking about the difference between keywords and topics. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to bring humans and search bots together to improve your SEO rankings. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's the last part of my conversation with Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at MarketMuse. Jeff, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Oh, thanks, Benjamin. It's going to be a good discussion today. Excited to continue our conversation. And uh, yesterday we left off talking about the difference between keywords and topics. And you know, part of the challenge is you know you got a ton of keywords that you're optimizing for individual strings, your long tail. Those build into topics, but you have to understand the user intent at the same time. All of that gets together in a big fun soup of your SEO rankings and hopefully gets you some domain authority and helps you get to the head terms that you're trying to get to. It ends up being really complicated today. You have to understand intent. You have to understand topics. You have to understand keywords. You're evaluating those across multiple different pages, potentially even multiple different sites. It's overwhelming for a human to actually think about how to do this at large scale. And that's where you and Market Muse comes in. You know, you, you bring the, the machines, the, the robots, Skynet, 
you know, whatever an artificial intelligence, which is probably taking over the world, but we're enjoying it at least for now. Uh, talk to me about how, you know, humans and, and the search bots are living together in harmony. Now, I like to think about the basics of the way that a lot of folks learn SEO, right? Is the way that people initially learn things like competitive cohort analysis is kind of naturally. It's like, go look at the search results. Go write something that's better than what you see, right? And so that was something that we wanted to tackle with technology, but we realized that that wasn't good enough to have a meaningful impact on most businesses. We know what we had to do was analyze a concept and really understand it. So we had to analyze not just 10 pages because there's so many problems that can come up if that, and I can, I can cover that, but we want to analyze this word, this concept that you're looking up. We might need to read hundreds of thousands of pages. We might need to look at natural language databases that we own or manage to understand what it means to be an expert on this topic. And then we want to overlay that with what's ranking. That's where we have kind of changed marketers' ability to understand what it would actually mean to be an expert on a topic with technology. Because we're taking this huge collective, we're almost building this golden model, this we call uh, the topic expert or the topic universe. So underneath this topic, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of concepts to consider. But we can tell you which ones are most relevant, which ones are most likely to be included in a speech by the most amazing expert. Because when we analyze this content, we can tell the difference between a bad SEO. We can tell the difference between an SEO who is learning from Google AdWords Keyword Planner when they wrote the article. We can tell the difference between if it's gent spun or if it's actually run, run by an expert. And that's real different than just looking at the top three pages and saying, do better. And so that's the first way we looked to tackle the most frequent challenge for SEOs and why SEOs were so misunderstood. SEOs were really misunderstood because they were giving lists of words to subject matter experts. And the subject matter experts were going, what the blank do you know? I've been doing this for 10 years. And then they didn't change the way they wrote. What we decided to do is focus on expertise. And now those teams work together. So there's a couple different problems here that are being solved. One is evaluating the site. Seems like there's some technology that can be applied there. What do we have? Where are the content gaps? Two, figuring out, all right, well, here's what we're missing. Now, what's the topic and keywords we want to write about? And three, how do we evaluate the actual content for performance? Those are tasks that can be done manually, painfully. Talk to me about you know where the technology is today through those three phases, evaluation, research, and production. I mean, you're saying, you're telling the story of market use right there. So what I was speaking about a minute ago was page level analysis, because it's, it's what most people are so comfortable with. It's the most mature in product management, we call it a mature workflow. It's the end of the road, though. It's updating an existing page. But why? It's because the SEOs of the world were only allowed to touch content during their SEO edit or post-publish optimization. What I like to do is drag it back earlier. It's because we're not, SEOs aren't being relegated to only having that value on most mature organizations. They need to influence what happens before you even decide what you're going to write about. So that research and that planning and prioritization function. And so to do that, you have to both understand the topic 
and understand who you are today. You've got to analyze your entire site. You've got to analyze everything you're performing for, any data you can get your hands on, but also potentially looking at competitors, looking at competitive landscapes and understanding maybe what they're ranking for. Because what we when we build marketing is we have to do it so that it works with a site that doesn't even exist yet. It's a site in planning, or it can work with the largest sites in the world. So it's about who you are today. Who do you want to be? So I would say you, you can bring your own topics or BYOK, bring your own keyword list. I can throw it in and we'll tell you where you have authority, where you have a competitive advantage, where you have gaps, how much content you need to write. And by the way, all of this is automated. I can analyze your site, tell you where you have authority, tell you how much competitive advantage, how much content you need to write, all with the understanding that when you write that content, it had better be great. And then we take that to the next tier where we're looking at building out ideal minimum viable outlines for that content. So we build out comprehensive content briefs for writing teams that give you a guardrail or guide rails for a possible outline, questions to answer, topics to include, subheadings to consider, internal and external linking recommendations. And what we can say is, as long as you cover that, at least, and maybe you do more because your writer looks at that, they don't have to do the painful research. They don't have to do the keyword research. The SEO, the writing expert, the, you know, the writer, the subject matter expert, and the editorial lead are all going to be on the same page. You're not going to have a feedback loop that says, oh, you forgot this section. Because we all got aligned before you even put pen to paper. We got aligned with that single source of truth. So what we've done is both taken the research the gap analysis, the content inventory process, giving people ways that they can prioritize what to write or what to update. And then the next phase, helping them build outlines quicker and get on the same page. And then, like you said, taking it to that final part where you're starting to write and edit. There's lots of artificial intelligence or machine learning focused on understanding and interpreting your rankings. There's also a lot of tools that are meant to help you with the content production process. I've seen everywhere from while you're writing, here's what your score is, which dictates how your content should rank in a vacuum. I've seen, you know, the post evaluation, here's the content I'm evaluating, here's how you should modify it, the sort of post-production type tools. And I've even seen ads, I haven't tested any of these platforms, but that are basically like, why would you write it? The machines will write it for you. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What are the tools that actually work? And please tell me that the machines aren't starting to write content for us. Oh, the means machines are absolutely starting to write content for us. So that's it. Sorry. I'm buying my bunker. <laughs> the generation wars are on right now. Open AI created. I've been working on natural language generation for many years. We have a product in market that's better than open AI, which is it's always great to say it's better than GPT-3. Who knows what else they're going to build? Google has amazing language models as well. But it's the reason why these things are good. Some of them are general models. Some of them are not. We can get into a lot of details, but basically you can train language models to write and tune to write really, really well now. And it's only going to get better. But the key there is it's the same as sourcing it through like a content network. When you receive that draft text, you still have to make sure that you want to put your name on it or your business's name on it. If it's low quality or you're doing something on max that's going to be problematic, you're going to run into major, major problems, not only with liability, but there's other problems. I'm not going to tell everybody all the other problems because I've gone through them and I know exactly what they are. <laughs> Solve them. But really, yeah, they are, it is. And what we find is the teams that look at those types of solutions, outline generation, draft examples, if they look at those things as ways to amplify their expertise and ways to give them to speed themselves up and still build content that's better, we're finding those teams are just crushing it because they're seeing these things as ways to supplement their experts. And I, I just joke around, my goal at Market Muse, you know, one of them is we set the standard for content quality is our tagline. But my joke tagline is, I want to rid the world of bad content. And so one of the things that I'm going to... Getting rid of the humans. I always future tell, you know, fortune tell here is the market for bad content is almost dead because of these things. It's no longer a function to write low quality content like and get paid for it. And over time, that market goes away. And frankly, I love that. You know, but the other parts of AI, understanding content, understanding a search results page, understanding a concept to give me ideas of ways that I can be distinguished or be differentiated. That's where I think the money's at. I always say like the money's in the red lines because we have an application called Compete that looks at my competitors and it cross-references it against the ideal topic model. And it shows me stuff nobody's talking about. That's how I differentiate my page. And it's an instant winner for sites with authority. So I'm always looking for ways to make sure that my teams know that it's about differentiation, quality, comprehensiveness, and ensuring that your angle meets favored intents, or at least is one of the candidate intents. And that makes everyone happy. Editorial teams love that because it's like, oh, he's not just telling me to write some formulaic garbage. He's actually telling me to be unique and special and use my, you know, the expertise that I have. And because what I think is happening is the AI improvements and innovations are making the subject matter experts and the editorial leads the most important people on the team. I welcome that. 
So I think that's the headline here is that artificial intelligence is great for an understanding of where there are content gaps, an understanding of where you're winning, what you should be writing. And it can even get as far as writing, let's call them drafts of your content. Candidates drafts. At the end of the day, it's all meant to help the humans be more successful in writing their content. And we go from essentially content creators to being more in an editorial function. At some point here, do we get to the, you can run a content strategy by paying for it and just turning the machines on? Or, you know, is there always going to be a human component? I believe there's always a human component primarily because of the legal component, but it is also the situation where you will have really specific intents that can be serviced by generation. You already see it. You, we, and you might not know it, but it's been around for five plus years, six plus years. Washington Post, for example, it's Olympic season. It's By the time this airs, it'll be the end of the Olympics. But Washington Post, more than five years ago, launched an NLG platform called Heliograph with an F. NLG being natural language graph, correct? Natural language generation. Generation, okay. And it inspired me to really focus on NLG as a product. They were doing template-based and rule-based NLG. One of the examples why I said Olympics is they previous to with the 2016 Olympics, they were only able to cover about eight to 12, I think the number was, percent of the games because it was manually written. But they wrote these programmatic solutions such that they were able to cover all the games. So natural language generation, which is a different branch of artificial intelligence to natural language processing. Natural language generation is building a language model that can write based on having been trained on reading and understanding a big old pool of pages, basically. And so then you can tune it to write like Benjamin, for example, if you wanted. So what they did, they were doing it basically like Mad Libs, but a smarter Mad Lib, right? So it would say, in this event, the gold went to X and silver went to X. But they realized that that wasn't going to be uniformly correct. And this is what blew my mind when I heard this from Washington Post was the event of judo has two bronze medals. So if you programmed all of your Mad Libs to only say gold, silver, and bronze, judo would be wrong. So they had to write basically a rule system in so that their output would be right. They did the same thing on election coverage. They were able to cover 100% of local, state, and national elections. They used to cover about 5%. It was just a crazy win. On financial sites, they're able to use this type of technology to cover every stock instead of 5% of the stocks. So you there's wins in NLG that are template-driven, that can be template-driven, but it was never able to be applied to creative writing, to content marketing until very recently at the level of, of value that would be needed to perform well. But we are in the age now of infinite bad content, and that's scary as hell. We are in the age of infinite bad content. Will we get to the age of infinite good? I don't know. Right now, the pony is in being able to see it for what it is and understand where you have strengths and weaknesses. The people who can do that and use this wisely are going to win. The people who use this brazenly and disrespectfully are going to have serious Armageddon. It's going to be a disaster. I can already tell you, I can already see it happening. And uh, I already see it impacting people in a bad way. It's, you know, it's, it's yet another example of 
too much of a good thing or you can't give people the good toys. For those of you who are a fan of the Terminator series, we have some people <laughs> that are bad actors that are essentially using their blog posts to develop Skynet. Effectively. I, I mean, it, it really, you see it though. It's, it's people, they see it and they think it's a shortcut. It's not, it's an amplifier. You have to differentiate. And I'll tell you, in product development for this solution, uh, this is an inside baseball thing, but I think it's really relevant here. When we showed people, this is the most immature workflow, which means people don't get it, right? When we showed people finished content in a Google Doc that was generated, their brains don't work. They look at the content and they judge it. They say, good or bad. It's just how our brain works, right? That isn't a product. Because if people are like, it's bad. Well, so many people say it's bad. It's not going to work. You have to figure out how to use that as like building blocks or Play-Doh to craft something beautiful. And until you get that workflow down, it's never going to be able to be adopted by the masses. And right now we're in like the middle state. They've got editor views. You've got in editor views. And what you have is the really smart people are seeing how they can use this to their advantage. And the masses right now, unfortunately, are using it to build low-quality content, which doesn't work. Yeah. Well, look, there's a <laughs> lot of room to grow when it comes to artificial intelligent created content. I think it is a powerful tool and something that could really amplify, like you said, what the good search teams are doing. But you know, you're, if you're copying the behaviors of a good writer, your artificial intelligence will probably come out with better content as opposed to if you're just copying a strategy that doesn't work, you're going to get a bunch more content that doesn't work. At the end of the day, Jeff, you work in an incredibly interesting field. I appreciate you coming in here and talking us through how artificial intelligence is impacting content creation teams and, and what some of us can expect down the road. Thanks for being my guest. Hey, thanks so much. And I, I give you one little tip for any team considering this. Don't copy the top three search results. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse. If you'd like to contact Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Jeffrey underscore Coyle. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y underscore C-O-Y-L-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is marketmuse.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. 
If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content strategy insights in your podcast, feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.